Hey everybody, welcome back. I have a fabulous guest today to talk about employer brand. And we've talked about brand before, we've talked about branding, personal branding, but there's something when you run a business that's called employer brand or employee value proposition that you need to know about as you're growing your business. My guest today is Laura Tallhook. She created Essential HR, which is a female-led team of HR professionals who are driven to work with small businesses by helping them sort through the details and providing solutions. They take the best parts of their decades of big budget corporate experience and customize it to be even more effective in your unique small business environments. Essential HR was born from the idea of having flexible options. They wanted to provide support to small businesses that didn't necessarily need a full-time HR person on a payroll, but still needed an experienced person to help them navigate those situations that could cause risk and stress within their operations. So for over 15 years, Laura has used sound HR practices with a pragmatic approach to improve business performance. She's worked with some of the biggest players in the restaurant, food service, and retail world as an integral member of their HR team. So Laura's on today to talk about employer brand, and I'm going to ask her, you know, what is employer brand? Why is it important? How does your business brand and your employer brand intersect? How do they relate to each other? Uh, In particular, I want to know a lot about how employers can use podcasts in their employer brand strategy. We've talked about that before in enterprise podcasts, and I want to know more. I also want to know what negatively affects employer brand and what mistakes businesses are often making when they establish this employer brand strategy. And I want to give you guys some tools and tips to actually getting started on creating an employer brand. So without further ado, let's bring in Laura. Laura, welcome to Podcast Strategies. It's really nice to have you here. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Cool. And today we are going to talk all about employer brand Uh, My listeners have heard me mention it before, especially in terms of how businesses can use podcasts internally Mm -hmm. um, or the term, I don't necessarily like it, but enterprise podcasting. If you're not communicating outside, they've heard me talk about during the pandemic, how a lot of companies were able to use their podcasts as communication internally. But you're an HR person, you're an HR expert, and I want to hear your take on this idea. But first, before we get there, could you just give us a a little bit of an idea of where your story and where you've come from and how you got to this point of helping people with this. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Laura. I am the proprietor of Essential HR. And at Essential HR, we help small businesses with their internal HR processes, systems, protocols. We do this two ways. So whether it's by specific projects like policies or um, employee relations, performance management systems, compensation systems, or we do it on a retainer basis. And we love working in those retainer partnerships because a lot of times businesses between five to 50 people, they don't need a full-time HR person. Mm -hmm. There's potentially not enough work. There's not enough hours maybe not even enough payroll for it, but you still have those sticky situations that come up that you're like, Hey, it would be so much easier to call a live person on my speed dial than a government agency and wait on hold to see if they might have an inform- the information to know whether someone who shows up to my work site with pink eye should be allowed to stay. Mm-hmm. So all of those, you know, fine minutia of, of interesting situations that we in- encounter while we are employers and growing businesses. So we help 
ideally five to 50, that's kind of our target, but we also help scaling solopreneurs take the hiring leap with those first few hires, because that's, it is a technical process, but it's also an emotional process. So we come in on both sides to give people the confidence and the tools they need to make that hire confidently. Mm -hmm. And if you can't tell, you heard Laura say process there. Laura is Canadian, (laughs) the the, the dead giveaway. Uh, I love Canadians. I have lots of Canadian friends. So um, most of the people that are here with us today are just like you, just like me. We've started businesses after leaving corporate America or leaving something or pivoting. Um, what did you do before you created Essential HR? Um, how did you get into HR? What what happened uh, to lead up to this point? I was one of those lucky few who decided, you know, in high school, I wanted to be in business. In university, I decided HR was the path and I've been able to stick to it and love every minute of it. Mm-hmm. So I worked for some big retail, food service, restaurant, hospitality employers. And then when my second son, my second, well, my second child, my son was born, I thought, you know what? I want to figure out a work-life balance that works for my growing small family. And I thought, you know, if there's an opportunity and we are very blessed in Canada to have this great thing called a maternity leave that pays us 50% of our wages for a full year. And if there's any time to start a business, it's when the government is paying you 50% of your wages for a full year. So I jumped in uh, headfirst and started Essential HR in order to give myself flexibility. Mm-hmm. And that grew because what we found is that these small businesses, they loved the partnership. They loved the relationship and they loved what we did. So at some point I thought, well, my part-time flexible arrangement that I started this business for is growing to the point where it's becoming bigger than my full-time job was. So it's time to grow. And then we brought on, um, now we have two you know, HR business partners as well as uh, business development on our team. And there's a group of four of us. So, and together we all work flexibly internally and also help employers flexibly with their HR. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Um, Now, like I mentioned before, we've talked a little bit on this podcast um, about how podcasts or how businesses can use podcasts Mm -hmm. in creating, you know, communicating the culture and the benefits and on all those types of things. But I want to get really clear on definitions. So to you, what is an employer brand and why is it important for small business? Because we've talked a lot about branding too. You know, yep. This is a marketing, a lot of marketing advice on this podcast yeah. as well. So let's get clear on what is an employer brand? For sure. So when you think of some company names, you think of you know Southwest Airlines, you think of Target, you think of Apple, there's immediate connotation to who they are as a business and who, what you think of them as a consumer. But now I want you to flip that and think, what do I think or what connotations come up when I think about Southwest Airlines as an employer mm-hmm. or Apple as an employer or Target as an employer? And whether it's conscious or subconscious, whether it's because you knew somebody who worked there or just from the image that they produce, that's what's establishing their employer brand. So it's all the things that go into how they make you feel about them as an employer, which is pretty different from how they make you feel as a consumer. Mm -hmm. Now those can intersect. So if you have good ideas about how somebody is as an, as a brand, as from a consumer standpoint, you're going to have some positive connotations that roll over to the employer and vice versa. But when you're establishing your employer brand, there are some key things that you want to put into place 
And that first comes by knowing who you are as an employer. So you may think that's great, Laura, Southwest Airlines, Apple. I mean, why don't you just pick the biggest names out there and the biggest companies out there, but what does that mean for the five or 10 person company? Mm -hmm. And how do they establish an employer brand when they don't have a marketing budget that rivals most of our whole payroll salaries in general? Well, it's very simple. And it starts with who do you want to be and what are you trying to establish? So I was talking to one of our uh, small business clients and she was on the verge of um, hiring her first employee. And I said, well, let's talk about culture. What's the culture of your organization? She said, well, we don't have a culture. It's just me and my husband and we work out of our garage. And I said, you absolutely have a culture. And not everybody is looking for that, you know, grow the corporate ladder, grow up the corporate ladder and be a part of that formal environment. Not everybody is looking for a skyscraper view out their window. Some people just want to come into work and feel included and feel a part of what they're doing and seeing what they're doing is making a difference, not only for their own family, but for other people and your business as well. So I said to her things like, how do you guys start your morning? When you get up in the morning, do you guys hit the ground running at eight o'clock? Are you go-getters at eight and you plow through till 5 p.m.? She goes, no, we're actually, we're very relaxed in the morning. We start our morning slow and then we gear up. So these are all little things that are part of your culture that you are building because that's not going to change when you bring somebody in. In the same way, it's how do you want people to act within your business? She goes, well, independently, they need to be able to take things you know, and, and do them themselves and have questions they need to ask me about it. So that's part of your leadership and that's going to influence your culture. So those are things you want to find in other people and find those people who are attracted to that. Gotcha. So culture isn't just ping pong tables and, and foosball tables and stuff like that, that they have at Apple and yeah, <laughs> your office parakeet. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's values too, right? Yeah. It's, it's company values. It's, it's really getting into what it's like. And I know with my team members, I'm very clear um, about our values in, in terms of being very team first. Yep. Uh, you know, we're, we're not opposed to firing a client if they don't fit with our company values in terms of um, what we're looking to do in the world and, and, and those types of things. Um, so that's really interesting. I, I like having that explanation. So how does how does this affect HR? Um, you know, you're talking about again small businesses that may not have an HR person. The HR yeah. person is is me or somebody like that. Um, what types of policies and practices do you need to have when creating an employer brand? So if you're a small team, let's let's say you're five people, let's be honest, you're not going to have a policy manual. And if you do, you're far ahead of most people at that stage of the game. But what you do have is an internal set of protocols that you follow or a system that you follow that guides you know, how you think, how you act, and how you want your team members to act. So when you think of values such as community, and people are like, yeah, yeah, I want to be in the community. I want to, but what does that mean practically? How can you talk about your community focus to new employees coming in? 
What does that look like practically? Are you providing volunteer time off? Does your company give to a lot of different organizations within the community? Mm -hmm. You really need to take the time that most, let's be honest, most small business owners don't have. You need to take the time to think about who am I as an employer? What do I stand for as an employer? And not just ideally, but practically every day, what are we doing as a team? Is your team... Are, are they great at doing things independently and then you all come together and that project works beautifully? Or do you ping pong and bounce ideas off of each other constantly? Because when you say teamwork, there's two different types of teamwork there. Mm-hmm. So figuring out those aspects of, of who you are first okay. and taking the time to establish that. So when it comes to HR policies, I would say, don't, don't worry about the HR policies mm-hmm. with a small team nearly as much as when you're establishing that employer brand is what are you trying to build? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and that, that sounds like, you know, what are you trying to build? But you also have to communicate that mm-hmm. to people, right? You have to, yeah. you have to communicate it. Communication is key. I, I just came back a couple of weeks ago now from the customer service revolution conference in Cleveland, uh, where a lot of that conference was about customer experience, Yeah, but many of the speakers talked about the employee experience yes, and how are you, how do you keep employees? How do you reduce turnover? How, what is the employee experience? Like what is the employee brand employer brand? Like, um, you know, the culture fit all these types of things that, um, you know, the, the importance of relationships, the importance of the relationship with the immediate manager. Um, but you've got to communicate these in some way. And I, and I assume, I, I mean, with new hires in the recruitment process, I see a lot of companies using social media yep. and things like that now. Um, but this is a, a podcast about podcasting. How can employers use social media? How can they use podcasts in their employer brand strategy? Mm-hmm. So even before you're establishing that strategy and using the podcast, you're already establishing your employer brand in your podcast. Mm -hmm. So how you conduct yourself, what you talk about, your vision, your values, the way that you lead and speak in the podcast is already framing in people's minds Mm -hmm. how you would be as a leader, whether that's accurate or not. So the beauty of whether it's social media or the podcast is you're building a relationship where people say, I want to work for that person. So where does it come in, in a fantastic way? The, the idea of podcasting from a recruitment employer brand standpoint is that you're jumping over kind of like those first few dates mm-hmm. in, a, in a new relationship. Right. Instead of, you know, you're going in blind, you now say, you know what, we've met a few times. I already kind of like you. And now let's go on, you know, a date to the movies Mm -hmm. because you've jumped over those first three by establishing, by establishing that relationship already. And it works for the employer brand. And that's why when you use podcasts and you throw it out there that, Hey, we're growing. If you think that, you know, you would be an excellent addition to our team, or, you know, somebody who would be an excellent addition to our team, please send it along. That works so well because you've already said we stand for A, B, and C and not Mm -hmm. so much D, E, and F. If you love us, you love us. So come on board. So that is where the benefit of the podcast is great. But what happens, and we talked about the communication and the the fit, what happens that we forget about sometimes is after we've let out those podcasts and we've attracted people is making sure the back end of that lines up 
with the outward appearance, the external appearance that we've given. Mm -hmm. So when you say, yeah, we're all about communication, we're all about customer experience and we're all about A, B, and C. And then someone says, yeah, I want to be in there. And they send in their application and they hear crickets Mm. or the email that comes to them is, doesn't give a lot of information or they're confused or, or maybe, you know, they set up an interview um, whether in person or, or on Zoom, and you're running 15 minutes late, which absolutely can happen, and mm-hmm. emergency happens. But it's following up in the very practical ways of that recruitment flow to make mm-hmm. sure it reflects everything that you've said that you stand for yeah. as as a company. Okay, so that sounds like you're you're maybe talking about mistakes that some employers make or things that can negatively affect. Yeah. An employer brand. Um, I have mentioned it in previous episodes here, and I know I heard a, a good bit about it at this conference. They talked about it in terms of just regular uh, consumer brand, corporate mm-hmm. brand, or whatever. That a negative comment on social media, a bad review, can now spread like wildfire and affect the brand. Uh, and so that's why they were urging the in the customer experience process to go above and beyond in terms of you know refunding things quicker than 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 you would normally or uh the customer's not not always right but you want to make them feel as good as possible about the experience so what what are some other mistakes or what are some ways that employers can come back from mistakes when establishing that employer brand strategy yeah, so I think it is just about over-communicating. And right now we're in this weird state of the economy where it is a job seeker's choice. Mm-hmm. So they call it the great resignation. Yeah. And people are jumping in, especially in the US, I think they said like 60% of people are looking, have said they're going to look for a new job in the next 12 months. So we're in this place where if things don't line up well, you might miss that great candidate. Mm. And, you know, we have issues like Glassdoor. What if you have Glassdoor reviews that are negative? I have a a client that we had this conversation lately um, because it came back from four years ago, some bad Glassdoor reviews. And I said, this is the thing. I think you're a great person. And the impression that you've given to me and everything I know about you is fantastic. If we can get people in front of you and you can solidify that you are a great person. Everything about you is fantastic. That's going to negate the bad review because the actual experience is different than what was expected. So if you come across things like you have to reschedule an interview, uh, that's, that's okay. It happens, but how you deal with that and how you make that person feel, and I'll take it to a brick and mortar type of situation. So, and we've all been there while we were searching for probably our jobs in our teenager years. And you walk in and you're nervous as anything, and you got your application in your hand and and they want you to fill out some paperwork and the paperwork looks like it's been photocopied 70 times over. And so then you're sitting there waiting and no one's making eye contact with you and you're 15 minutes early. And now you're waiting for, you know, 20 minutes because the other person's running late. They sit down in front of you finally, and they haven't looked at your resume, can't find a pen. And the whole thing just puts you off. Is there anything about that that is specifically horrible or wrong? No. Yeah. But is it building that experience that this person says, Hey, wow, this, this is the person I want to work for. Mm-hmm. 
So when it comes to those, where, where do we go wrong? It just is the same way that we would deal with a customer or a client that we're trying to win over is the same way we want to deal with potential new employees that we want to bring onto our team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so like I said, you know, we've, we've spent a lot of time on this podcast working on branding, mm -hmm. outward branding to the consumer, the customer, the client. <clears throat> and, you know, if I take a step back and I look at the growth, growth of my business over the last 10 years or so, where I now have a team of 10, it started out with just me. I yeah. don't have employees, but I have, you know, very involved contractors and things like that. Often with our clients, I see that it's they're really inclined to work on branding earlier in some ways than they need to you know they they want to work on the visual branding they want to look on hey let's get a logo let's get colors let's get all this stuff that really doesn't matter until you know who you are yes. so in our process for launching a podcast we start at the beginning talking a lot about the actual branding of what are your values what problems are you trying to solve who are you trying to help what really are you passionate about? Like things like that. But if you're at step one like that, I kind of see in, in my growth as a company that I probably should have been thinking about the employer brand at the same time. Because when I needed to grow, I got lucky in that you know I had people that I could go to and bring onto my team that I already knew. But if I was trying to grow and bring in new people that knew nothing about me, I would have been out of luck because they would have just gone on the the you know having a call with me or something like that and just one on one getting to know me. If you're just starting out and you really should consider creating an employer brand as part of your overall conversation, where do you start? Like, <laughs> what what can you what can you offer us in terms of guidance or maybe even tools that could help us get started? Yeah. So the first thing I say is know your story. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's been a thousand great books written on this lately. You know, know your why and, yeah. and what is your why, all of that. Know your story as to why you're building your business. What does it mean for you? What does it mean for your customers? What does it mean for your community? because people want to feel that attachment. And the more you are comfortable with your brand story and your business's story, the more people can say, you know what? I can follow that person. I can follow them and I want to work for them. And that's going to cover a lot of what that employer brand as a small business is going to need. You need to know how to advertise who you are as an employer. And that comes specifically from that passion. People will follow passion for a much longer period of time than they'll follow if they're just, you know, a number through the door. And that's why you have the opportunity to compete with the big guys down the street, with, you know, the big employers, with the, the apples and the targets and the, the carrot dangling on the corporate ladder. Because what you have to offer as a small business mm -hmm. is about loyalty, passion, and about making a difference. Mm -hmm. You're like, but I'm a garage. I fix cars. How mm -hmm. is that really making a difference? And I would say I could give you a thousand reasons, but this is not the right. The, we don't have enough time for that. But I think you need to dig into your why. Dig into mm -hmm. what you do that makes a difference, so that people can understand why they want to be there as well. Awesome. 
Yeah, I think that's that's so important. It really sounds like just take the time when you're starting Mm -hmm. to consider all of those things, the things that are important to you, the things that move you, um, the the things that you've liked. Excuse me, the things that you've liked from your previous employers, the 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 opportunities that you've had, and and bring those into what you're doing. Well, this has been really helpful. I think, like you said, because we've got this great resignation happening, um, I talked about it uh, in some recent episodes where we've talked about distributed teams and virtual teams and how uh, we have been virtual the whole time, um, how what we've learned and how to communicate and make make it a good experience for our team and and I, I want to keep hammering on this this topic of of your your employer brand really does matter. It yeah. it really will affect your growth as a company as much as your brand in general. Um, so I really appreciate you being here. What where should people if they have more questions about this if they want to learn more about what Essential HR does or um, want to get help from you where should they go and and how can they how can they be in touch yeah absolutely so you can find us at essentialhr.ca but we do have a great download and it's called five steps to identifying and amplifying your employer brand and it can be found at essentialhr.ca/podcast strategies okay you can also find us on LinkedIn and Instagram. Uh, we like to keep it light and a little bit fun there. So uh, if you like HR with a bit of humor, <laughs> that might be a great place to hang out. Humor and HR, that sounds a little dangerous. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's well, a fine line, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. And and yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where you, uh, you want to go there, but you don't want to go there sometimes. Well, Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. And I, I want to encourage everybody that's listening to, to go check out the resource that Laura has for us. Thank you so much for having me, Danny.